Shamrock my ass. This is Andre Iskanas, and you're listening to Bay of Platform. You're gonna need a bigger phone. We have such sights to show you. You don't know what that is. Graveyard Shit Podcast. Uh, we got the lunatic butcher, Will. What up, my beautiful masked pandering motherfuckers? We got Rye Guy over here. What up, bitches? We got my man, Glenn. Yo, what up? We got old man Android Virus in the house. 
Hey, what's up? I hope you guys could hear me. I'm wearing my mask as we're recording. <laughs> just so you oh, you fucking cheap. <laughs> I'm wearing my yeah. mask here. And uh, I'm new. I'm, I'm Shred Gein. Oh, Shred, Shred, Shred Gein, the, the man, the myth, the legend. Shred word, but shred for short. Let's <laughs> <laughs> shred. Shred. Um, I do got to say that uh, I'm very shred. Is you have two guys on your podcast that are from the fucking desert, the high desert of New Mexico tonight. So this is a this is a special. It's like seeing. It's just like having two shooting stars. You know, it's like seeing two shooting stars in one night. This yeah, it's like a white trash episode. Yeah, well, no, we're, we're, I'm brown, and Shred is white, but I'm brown. Yeah, we're desert yeah, trash. Get it right, man. De- yeah, desert yeah, trash. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. We're desert yeah. trash, and um, Shred uh, is a fellow horror host, just to let you guys know. Nice. Hey, sucks. He fucking sucks, though, but... <laughs> you don't get it, man. It's supposed to suck. Uh, and you're on the right like podcast. our podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you guys want to talk about Richard Ramirez, that fucking nasty-ass fucker? Hells yeah. I actually, I got out my encyclopedia of serial killers right here so I can kind of read up on the guy. Oh yeah, why why don't you, uh, well, of course, I gotta just, uh, you know, thank you, uh, Shred, for, uh, you know, just taking, um, you know, couple, you know, minutes or hours or whatever of your day to join us. My pleasure, man. Super cool to have you on. Welcome back, Aaron. Mm -hmm. And Smoke, uh, we could have done it without you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Dude, I was going to say, we got two fucking dudes in the desert. We got two dudes in Canada. And we Mm -hmm. got one one dude in West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't funny. come at us saying we're racist right exactly <laughs> but yeah it, uh, it's super cool to have you uh, well the three of you it's cool to do a show with y'all I'm super grateful and um, yeah uh, I guess uh, we should like if I should probably point out that we're going to be covering the Netflix um uh, Documentary The Night Stalker, you know, the miniseries, docu-series that just came out. But we're going to talk about, you know, Richard Ramirez. Uh, That's right, my people, don't forget. (laughs) Me and Richard Ramirez are the same cultural persuasion. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So if I wanted to... Well, I'm not, I mean, we probably, you know, his tribe and my tribe probably mixed blood I'm more than likely, because he's from El Paso, I'm from New Mexico, we, we, you know, we're all in the same, you know, at one time, one tribe, you know, probably some Apache blood mixed in there. He's got the high cheekbones like my wife, <laughs> he's Mexican, so there's probably some Apache in there, for sure, but... Were you born, were you born with uh, Avia shoes on? Um, <laughs> no, but, but my wife does love, she's like, I can't believe it, I love my Avia shoes. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely, uh, dude. She's nah, she's related for sure. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yep, she is related. So, 
So yeah, uh, we're gonna like cover the the whole case, you know, and the docu series that just came out. So I guess uh, I'm gonna let shred shred me some uh, knowledge on fucking Richard Ramirez. All right, it'll be my pleasure. So uh, they they had different uh, nicknames for him before. They called him the Night Stalker. They called him like. I don't know. The sliding door killer or some shit. Yeah, the, the half slinging slasher. Yeah. Yeah. He killed people in uh, Los Angeles, which uh, this book is telling me is the serial murder capital of the world. I'm like, really? I live Ooh, in New Mexico. Really? Yeah. I would have thought Florida. Yeah, yeah, Florida. That was that was that was actually my pick, Florida. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Florida Florida's well. just crazy anyway. No, Florida is more mass shooters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bath salts. Yeah, yeah. I used to live there too, so I mean, that's where I. That's but can where you, I spent most of my life. Can, can you tell us uh, when he was born, where he was born? Uh, I I, I could tell but, you guys some of that stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah let him yeah. take over. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, dude. I'm feeling yeah. this vodka, man. No, 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 it's all good. Uh, actually, <laughs> Richard Ramirez was born in uh, El Paso in um, basically 1951. Um, and his, his uh, this is what's really funny, is like his parents, uh, they're all Tex- El Paso, Texas natives. Um, his, his, basically, he had two older brothers, uh, and his older brother, this is what's weird. His older brother, Ruben, was born with, like, really bad health. And he had a golf ball-sized lumps all over his neck and body. And his second brother, Joseph, had birth defects, too, suffering from, you know, crazy conditions as well. And Richard Ramirez, uh, his mom, what a lot of people don't know, I dove dive deep into this one, worked in a shoe factory until she was about six months pregnant with him. ABO, right? Yeah, where she was exposed to a lot of, like, fucking fumes. You know what I mean? That's what happens ah. when you don't wear your mask. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so he, he he was exposed to a lot of... It was a Tony Lama boot factory, by the way. So a lot of the noxious chemicals, you know, were, were all fucked up. But he was, for the most part, he was a pretty happy baby. Uh, but um, when he was a little kid being botched by a babysitter, they kind of attribute... He, he, he was trying to get something off of a shelf when he was two years old, and he got knocked out as a child by trying to pull something off a shelf and actually kind of I got I think sca- the shelf actually fell on him, right? Yeah, he got, like yeah he got scalped as a kid. Um, they had to sew him, back off, sew him back up, and then a little bit later on in life, he got knocked out for 15 minutes when his sister hit him in the head when she was, uh, you know, uh, on the swings. So he he already had like two frontal lobe concussions by the time he was like fucking five years old. Not and again, make- you know, it's, it's fucking crazy when you think about that because you know BPK claimed to have been like dropping his head when he was a baby. A bunch of fucking serial killer claimed to have you know some early days, early age uh, head trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's fucking yeah. crazy. It's it's Something it's to think about. Yeah, it's there's there's something like twenty. They found like maybe twenty eight percent of the serial killers have had head trauma for sure. Yep. Um, 
definitely. But he he was also he was exposed to a lot of shit. Like as a kid, like he he witnessed. Oh, of course. He witnessed his is actually his younger brothers or his older brothers being uh, sodomized with candles by a pedophile in the neighborhood. Um, so he witnessed that as a kid. You know, he was already. And when they asked him if he was molested, he said he never was. But you know what I mean, like. Mm. You know, I mean, that's just probably a pride thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, he got he got pretty hardcore into drugs when he was eleven. And and are we going to talk about how is it, what his uncle did to him or his cousin? Cousin, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he had a cousin, uh, uh, Miguel, uh, who was uh, into drugs and really violent. And basic- bootleg Michael Myers, Miguel Myers, <laughs> Miguel, <laughs> Miguel, yeah. Um, and so basically, uh, Miguel, that uh, rumor legend has it was when he was in Vietnam and he was on patrol, he did a lot of raping. Um, and he took a lot of pictures of him holding like a 45 caliber to, to women's heads while they're blowing him, you know, and showed Richard Ramirez these pictures. He's also showing Richard Ramirez pictures of himself holding up like heads of you know decapitated Viet Cong dudes and this is all at the same time he was feeding Richard fucking LSD when he was like 12 Jesus. years old yeah Damn. yeah <laughs> so I mean it's kind of like if you were trying to make a serial killer that's the way you'd go about it right 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 so um, I mean this dude was like like engineered to become a fucking serial killer dude mm-hmm. I mean Talking about wow. shitty ass fucking, you know, parents and and shit like that. Dude. And then I you got to think about like how personable like a fucking uh, teenage boy is, you know, at that age. And your his cousin's like cool as fuck, you know, to him. But then he's like giving him acid, showing him like really fucked up shit, you know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. dude. And he was passed on, you know, uh, from family to family too. So, you know, to have his cousin, which, like, he was, like, the same blood as he is, he was really, really fucking looking up to him. And, matter of, I mean, I mean, his, Miguel, basically fucking shot, like, uh, like, he actually, like, yeah, the third eye in the forehead of his girlfriend in front of fucking... Ramirez, so. and he, yeah, and his kids, and yeah, he, R- Richard Ramirez was like, saw, found the gun in the freezer, and he's like, why do you have the gun in the freezer? He's like, I'm keeping it cool, so <laughs> my wife don't fucking talk back to me, and 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 the wife actually, and I'm just letting you guys know this, and Shre- Shred can, you got a fucking Chicana fucking Mexican fucking broad for a fucking wife they're mouthy bro they just are they talk a lot of shit <laughs> i can say that like, personally my wife yeah. talks a lot of shit like i dare you i dare you to fucking punch me punk like they'll say shit like that to you you know what i mean fucking hit right me. <laughs> and so miguel's wife richard Ramirez, dared him you won't fucking shoot me with that gun you pussy and boom he shot, he shot in the fucking head. <laughs> so yeah yeah so so richard richard got to see it but also like you got to think like Richard's dad was abused, but he didn't abuse his kids. But they they said that Richard's dad had a really horrible temper, where he wouldn't take it out on his he children, would, but he'd like bang uh, his head against the wall. 
Apparently he would actually, like, uh, beat the shit out of not Richard, but his brother. Like, yeah. he would really take it out on him. But it's once, I, guess, I guess once the, once the, the, the mom is, like, knocked out cold, he was like, oh, no, I, I, I got more to give. And he was like, come here, little motherfucker. Yeah. Well, was, the book I read, it was talking about how Richard witnessed his dad getting so frustrated with himself that Richard he saw was caught him. himself and shit like that. Yeah, he yeah. saw his dad beating his head against the fucking wall until it bled. You know what I mean? He witnessed a lot of shit. Right. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Sh- Shred must be fucking feeling that vodka. Give <laughs> 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 yeah, don't. This is Shred's very first podcast. Very really? Good. Yes, yeah. ever. Trying to oh, yeah, yeah, trying to keep it professional. He's a he's a virgin, guys. Oh, yeah. we're not professional, so yeah, we're Be not gentle. professional, dude. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but Shred was made for this world. Trust me, I know he was. He's made for this shit. No doubt about I'm it. A, I mean, yeah, he, I'm he, just he's he, he already sucks like we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Man. But I think I think by like the age of ten, fucking R- Richard Ramirez was already like visiting his brother Ruben in, in California, and and at that time, like he his brother lived in a real shitty part of town, and his brother was giving him fucking coke and fucking acid and peyote, and Richard was watching prostitutes everywhere, so he lived in the thick of the fucking scum, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely, dude. He was raised in in like a pile of shit. <laughs> that's all I see it. Right. <clears throat> yep. Everyone always talks about how he was obsessed with a band like ACDC. Like, did he listen to anything else? Because everything always talks no, about ACDC. No, he wasn't, he ACDC. wasn't too obsessed with fucking ACDC. He left his fucking cap, uh, ACDC cap on a science, uh, crime scene. So he, he, he yeah. was, I mean, if he really cared about fucking ACDC, I'm pretty sure he would have grabbed that fucking... He would. Oh shit! Don't leave my ACDC hat behind. His, yeah, his, exactly. Dude. His top, his top three favorite bands were ACDC, Judas Priest, and Billy Idol. Oh, yeah, he was a big oh, fan of okay. Sabbath, from what I read too. Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. Good taste I heard he liked the ACDC song "Night Prowler," and he would just play that over and over again. Yeah, he thought it was that made for him. Makes sense. Yeah, fucking do his fucking coke and acid and fucking think that that they were talking to him, you know, like ah, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, you know, psychosis alert. I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure like he experienced, but like it, it's not confirmed by any mean or anything. But I'm pretty sure like he suffered like a pretty severe fucking psychosis. Yeah, well, he he did get another concussion at the age of fifteen. Uh, when yeah, when his it, this was his first like introduction to violent crime in 1975 at age of fifteen. He had gotten a job while he was in El Paso, so he went he would go travel back and from to visiting his brother in Los Angeles, go back to El Paso. So he got it. He got a job at a, a Holiday Inn as a gopher, and basically. You know, he, he got he would, God trying to rape. <laughs> yeah, so so basically what happened was is he, he got a master key from a friend who had been fired from there. He used it to sneak into rooms and rob shit. To steal shit, yeah. Yeah, and uh, w- he would hide in closets and look at women undress. And then um, one day he, he decided he hid in a room of a woman 
and he waited her, he jumped on her, put a, you know, gagged her with, with her underwear, told her not to scream or look at him, and then he tied her up and attempted to rape her, but her husband returned and beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> beat beat well, him yeah, up. He's a pretty small guy. Beat him unconscious. They called the police. The par- the the couple decided not to press charges because they were out of town. They were leaving. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he got a concussion. <laughs> oh my god. Got he was knocked out. Fucking dude, I'd beat the fuck out of him too. Dude, you can't. You get your like, uh, you know. How how old was he? Like fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen or let's say fucking. 45, dude, uh, if I walk up to my fucking, let's say I'm, you know, ranching uh, an hotel room or some shit, and I walk up to somebody <laughs> trying to rape my wife, uh, it's not gonna... Yeah. It's gonna be ugly, dude. Like, Shred, you've seen my 15-year-old twins, and then you see yeah. me, I'm 44... I'll beat, I'll beat the fuck out of this. <laughs> dude, you just toss him like a rag doll. Yeah, dude, it's like, what, what, what's this kid, what's Richard Ramirez thinking? Yeah, he what, just thought he was Billy Badass, you know? It was a shame, though, the fact that they didn't actually press charges. Cause right. I think it was like, when was yeah. this event? In 75? Uh, 75, and the... Uh, his first skill was what? I know Ryan knows. 84. Yeah. 1984 yeah. with, uh... See, well... In Park, I think. Well, I yeah, don't they, remember the names, but that's the thing about the the docket. I mean, it, it went in depth, and what I appreciate about it, though, is that it didn't... It didn't glorify what he did. But yeah. they kind of still glossed over, like, a few things... And actually, the first murders were in 84, and he killed a little girl down in a basement, like, looking for a dollar or something. And then yeah. he killed a 79-year-old woman in 84. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, they, I think they said through DNA they found that that, that girl. Yeah, back was in a, 2009, I think. Yeah, the 9-year-old the girl, uh, they found. that. that so I think that was his first That murder. was his first murder. Confirmed murder? Absolutely. Yeah, and then they then right. they said the way he hung her up was, like, the the, the way the detectives described it is, you know, it, it was, disco- her body was discovered in the basement of an apartment, and the way he hung Seated her up was like, feet. yeah, and, and if you could picture Christ on the cross, that's the way she looked with her head drooped down, he kind of crucified her in a weird way, like, very ritualistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so right. he, he you know, picked I, her I, up I at, like, a bus stop. And, uh, yep, yeah. Yeah. And carried her away in a laundry bag. There you go. Jeez. But that's that's, like, that's that, kind of crazy, though, because, I mean, the, the the next children he abducted, which, like, that he, he basically, like, let them he go. Let go. Yeah. Yeah. Catch mm. and release. I think this is, by this time, I mean, he was really hardcore into reading uh, Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. Um, obviously, between just doing all the drugs that he was doing and listening to <clears throat> to ACDC and, and everything else, he even actually went, uh, I think a little bit before this, mur- the first murder, they said that he uh, watched, um, uh, he, he went to San Francisco and actually attended a Church of Satan service. 
uh, and he he oh, claims wow. he claims that he remembers, and Levesque later claimed that he remembered meeting him as well, and and basically saying that Richard Ramirez claims that he watched Levesque perform a ritual over a woman's naked body, and and at that yeah, time. That's yeah, what he that's felt like, like it's crazy though, because he went on record to say that he really don't like or don't fuck with the way the right. Levey kind of way of doing things. Uh, he really didn't like that afterward. He was like, "No, it's like I, I think that they, he called them um, wannabes." I think that's the term. He was like. They're wannabes. Yeah. They won't push it like, like further. Like that. Yeah. Well, he wanted well, to kill fucking people. They just kind of did like, you know, rituals in the nude. And he's like, well, where's the fucking action, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, I like, think, I think, I think LaVey had said, gone on record as saying like, he's straight up one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yeah. And he said he actually gives Satanist or what, what I'm trying to teach a bad name. And yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, really condone at all what he does. But he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Right. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah, because because uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, go, go, no, no, go ahead, dude. You, you started before me. Well, I, I was gonna say like you know, Levee and Luciferian or Levee and Satan worshiping it was more of an upside down Christianity and and you know where you know. He 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 was more of like wanted to fuck and everybody should just do yeah. what they fucking want and that was his you know and 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 actually it was like I think satanic. he went there because it was edgy it was sa- satanic and it was like yo that's my what? shit oh yeah well the satanic he, like, Bible he tried teaches, romanticizing it and the satanic edgy Bible like a motherfucker wearing like, a mask you know yeah and satanic <laughs> Bible teaches uh, free speech live and let live happiness pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. um, it it has nothing about like harming or murdering. carnage oh, or yeah. chaos or anything. Don't like rape yeah. is like one of the big things. It's like don't you know make sexual advances unless it's reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many offshoots of Satanism. Like you read like what what you know like kind of like what the what the guys like <clears throat> in dissection and Watain follow right now, like the Temple of the Black Light stuff, where they're mm-hmm. more of like very about chaos and cosmic chaos and it's a very different type of satanism it doesn't necessarily worship the upside down aspect of christianity where the devil is their their idea of the devil is very cosmic you know what i mean what the mm. you know the cr- yeah. before creation and you know but their their shit is really like also animal sacrifice which i don't find very cool myself you know what i mean yeah, fuck uh, that. yeah i'm not really i mean it's I, I get the allure of Satanism, and I get the um, the outlaw lifestyle, the 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 fuck you attitude. But like, to me personally, you know, like whatever I've learned about Satanism is it's like, man, whatever works for you, it makes you a better person. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it might be a little dark at times, but when you get into animal sacrifice and use your own blood, you pussies. <laughs> yeah, dude. But when it comes to Satanism, too, I mean, um, some, especially like quote unquote boomers, <laughs> when they, they see me in the streets and shit like that, I got an upside down cross on my neck, got plenty of fucking demon tattoos on my arms and shit like that. And but it's not, it's not about you know, really like 
how can I put it? It's not. I don't worship the devil at all. I I really have those tattoos and that chain and shit like that as a fuck you to all of the um, fucking nonsense uh, shit that the you know Christian churches mm-hmm. and shit like that did. All right, the so world. You're, so you got like upside down crosses and stuff, but you're not like you don't consider yourself a Satanist. No, absolutely not. Poser. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is, like, the, 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 first, the first pope who was crucified um, was crucified in an upside-down cross. Um, yeah, St. Peter. St. Peter. Yeah, St. Peter. Like, my, Peter. Son, my son Andy has an upside-down cross tattooed on his forearm, and it says, not <laughs> worth it. My son Andy was crucified upside-down. <laughs> 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 upside-down. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and there's, I mean, all over, if you look at the, the, the head of the Catholic Church, the Pope's chair, he's got upside-down crosses all around it. And and so it's it's more of a symbolism. It's more of a fuck-you aspect. Like, for me, I yeah, would not... absolutely, I, I, dude. I've definitely studied at length the left-hand path until uh, it didn't work for me no more, Right. Um, right. and, and and so I move on, and, and it's all about shedding. As your long clothes. as you're still wearing masks, dude. I mean, <laughs> but here's the God. thing: it's all about fucking continuing to shed your fucking skin and have fucking spiritual growth and fucking human growth. And any fucking Satanist knows that. And like, mm-hmm. my problem is, is like a lot of the fucking sat these left hand pathers or Satanic Church or Luciferians, they're all fucking PC now and fucking. And they, they've gotten so fucking their, their fucking groups have been so infiltrated by like the fucking the left and this fucking weird ideology. I'm, I'm super I'm super fucking scared of those kind of things, dude. Even if it's like satanic or you know Christian or whatever the fuck, dude. I worship one dude, and he's got a big ass dick, and that's me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the man in the mirror, and and you know I it's, actually used to consider myself a Satanist, but, you know, the, the crowd is just kind of cringy. You're like, what? Yeah. I gotta hang out with all these fucking goth kids? You're right. right. <laughs> and who, who know nothing about it. Who know nothing yeah. about... Who, who, they, just it's become just a Dolomite, and then you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> well, I even, like, for me, I even poke holes into everything. So I've, you know, like, there's, there's times, and again, I'm the old man here, so, like, I, I don't know, like, there's times in your life where Sometimes you have to turn the other cheek, and that's going to be the best outcome for you. And that's a Christian tenet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's best, just smarter to fucking turn the other cheek and fucking walk away. And it's smarter, thank you. And it's smarter to sometimes treat others how you want to be treated. And that's a huge Christian tenement. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think See, that's, that's a good thing, actually. So. Yeah. That's so, anyways, go ahead. I can respect all sides of it. Like kind of like what Bill was saying. I mean, I don't look in the mirror and say, "Oh, I worship you," but that kind of that mentality. Like, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Like, I'm in no way a Satanist, but I was, I'm a Christian, and I was raised that I was raised that way. But yeah, I'm also it. not gonna sit there and force it upon everybody else. I'm you know, like it. a lot of people do. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you believe in what you want to believe in at the end of the day, you know, but. The way I look at it is I'm stronger in my faith than so-called I have to go to church every day to prove it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Well, mm. Shred and I, I, I mean, I could he could attest, like, 
being in fucking New Mexico, th- this land was conquered by the Spaniards and just brought Catholicism here with a fucking sword and fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> and a fucking battle axe and right. and there's this place is covered in Catholicism. So it's and just, witness protection fucking people too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the whole town next to us was founded on witness protection. By the way, I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Where Preston lives, Rio Rancho, that's it, it was all based on witness protection. They sent. Oh, they, we're Canadians, so of course we don't know about that, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. New Mexico's weird, man. But yeah, let's get back into Richard Ramirez. Sorry. Well, speaking of Richard uh, Ramirez, he killed a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and now Rio Rancho is like a fucking uh, retirement community. There's like every two blocks, there's a retirement home. He would have such a heyday here in New Mexico. <laughs> he was having a fucking blast, my dude. Yeah, it would be like Disneyland to this guy. Mm-hmm. See you in Disneyland. Yeah. See you in Disneyland. <laughs> he was. I mean, ulti- ultimately, he was the biggest fucking pussy. Either he was really smart, or he was a big pussy. Because no, right, he was a huge pussy, dude. Because right away, the first thing he would do is he's like, oh, the man's sleeping in the bed? I'm going to shoot him in the fucking head while he's asleep. He took oh, out... Oh, dude, a, you know, he was mm-hmm. looking, like, at some uh, fucking windows and shit like that, and he saw, like, someone... Uh, I read that somewhere where he... Um, like I said, it was, like, in... Uh, I think it's, like, in a book I read that. It wasn't in the documentary or anything, but he was, like, planning on... Um, you know, entering a home at, like, 3 a.m. or some shit like that. And, like, he basically, like, I think he lifted up, like, a window and shit like that. And that window was, like, tinted, like, dark and shit like that. Yeah. And lifted up, and there was, like, this huge guy fucking, like, cleaning his shotgun and shit like that. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> and he was, like, fuck oh, no. that. Must have taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, he saw that. He was like, no, no, no. But, <laughs> you know, some people, like, uh, when we're going to get to the the actual uh, documentary, you know, you learn that, uh, you know, some people try to actually fight him. And, you know, he basically got a fucking, like, 12-gauge shotgun pointed as his... Uh, to his face, dude, and uh, he wasn't loaded because, like, uh, this couple had like some. Um, I think they they had their grandkids visiting or something like that. So, as a say, you know, as a responsible gun owner, this dude, uh, you know, took out the the shells. And when that shit happened, it was this lady who got uh, her eyes cut out and shit. Yeah, uh, she yeah. pointed that shotgun. It was like, 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 oh, fuck, like John, you didn't reload the fucking shotgun. <laughs> At that point, just fucking use it as like a bludgeon, you know? Exactly. Right. To, to to take a take a couple of steps back here on how he learned how to, because this guy was basically like you said trained to to do this shit. He was uh, growling. Well, so there there's a I read this book again about him and basically. He, he he went back to L.A. when he was 13 at one time, and he moved in with his sister temporarily. And it, 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 her her husband named Roberto uh, was a, a, a hardcore pervert. 
and he he really enjoyed peeping in windows, and he brought Richard with yeah, him. Yeah, he brought Richard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah showing yeah. him all the best spots to peep from, teaching him how to yeah, dude. That's, that's one thing you don't see in the fucking documentary. Yeah, uh, ri- ri- yeah. Richard, yeah, so Richard would use his skills to break into houses while people were there just to see if he could and not steal anything, just 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 to do it, just to say, oh, I could do this, you know, and his, his fucking uncle taught, taught him how to peep. <laughs> yeah, dude. Another thing that I read that from, from that exact thing, dude. His brother-in-law, uh, apparently, like he gave an interview, like it's on paper, like it's on record and shit like that. But they didn't really touch on that shit on the documentary. Is the fact that he told them how to, you know, front door, you know, the the rubber that's like uh, on the, the really the bottom on, on the porch of the door, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The rubber yeah. seal. Yeah, he he. I think he showed him how to cut it, like like all the way through, so you can slide a mirror or a knife to see if anyone was inside while he was knocking on the door, so he would see if anyone's coming. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy, dude. Uh, I. Don't get me wrong, dude. We'll, we will at, we will talk and cover that documentary, but there's a lot, a lot of things that wasn't covered, dude. So that's how he basically, like, uh, I guess, like, he actually used that, but, like, in windows with a, you know, mirror or knife to see if anyone was coming around or some shit. Well, uh, dude, that, dude, like, was peek around corners. Yeah, dude. Except for that, it's dude, almost like he was like, like cleaning his shotgun, though, because yeah. he was like, "Oh, fuck that!" <laughs> <laughs> With his magic knife. Yeah, he yeah. was wearing a mask too. Yeah, it's almost mask. like he was a, a, a trained fucking assassin. You know, if you really think about it, it's, it's crazy how he was—he was like a trained assassin. Yeah, yeah. You know, I he's bred, bred for this shit. Yeah, and, and then. The drugs didn't help, <laughs> you know. No, no. The, the his his being in his mom's womb while she worked at a fucking shoe factory, fucking inhaling all those fumes didn't help. Nope, not yeah. at all. And his bloodline was already fucked up because his brothers were born all fucked up, you know, mm-hmm. like already, you know, like just a real shit bloodline. I wonder if his parents are related. <laughs> well, you said someone yeah, in his family was sure. in like uh, Vietnam or something, right? Or his, his uncle his or something. His cousin. His cousin. His cousin. Mm. I wonder if he was ever exposed to like Agent Orange or any shit like that. Because I know some people who've had been affected by that shit. I don't know, dude. But the, you had some uh, well, fucking like uh, Agent Orange diagnosis even going. You know, even back when that shit happened, because uh, once uh, Miguel shot his girlfriend he sent trial and he was sentenced to I think he, I think he spent like four years in a psych yeah yeah he claimed PTSD yeah and PTSD. he just spent uh, didn't do no time yeah and he got out and <clears throat> Richard came back to him afterward too yeah just 
but but Richard, the thing about it is, is that one of the reasons why he started breaking in, but they didn't really talk about why he started it, is he developed a really bad cocaine habit. But his cocaine habit wasn't just you know fucking chopping up lines and fucking doing them on the back of fucking toilet bowls. No, it was fucking like <laughs> he was mainlining. No, he was yeah, shooting yeah, it up. Dude. He was fucking spiking. Oh, really? His, yeah. No, I so based I on his teeth, was... I thought you were going to say he was just eating it like a bowl of cereal. <laughs> no, I thought, uh, no I, uh, yeah, dude. But I, I, like I, no, I thought he was. He, I thought he was just like uh, hooked on crack and shit like that. But crack wasn't really around. But I was like, uh, those are like crack teeth. He, like yeah, literally crack, <laughs> crack teeth. Those are fucking meth <laughs> teeth. That's fucking. Yeah. It looks like meth teeth. Well, he just, well you he's got the New like, Mexico smile, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> either all of our teeth are really good, or, or then you know, you're like you know that person does drugs. But um, right. <laughs> but he, he he um, well, he was a smoker. He ate like shit. He drank. He he did everything he could. Never brushed his teeth. That was the thing. Like uh, they didn't touch on the documentary. This the smell. He smelled like a fucking barnyard animal, you know what I mean? When he no, was they, no, they they touched on it, dude. They, they, like he yeah. stunk, his breath stunk, his body stunk. He had an odor. Co- oh yeah, they did when that librarian was talking about it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, dude, wearing so his Jack Daniels t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. his his eye, his hygiene is horrible. So yeah, think if the guy's not brushing his teeth and he's shooting up fucking coke and probably snorting it and rubbing it on his teeth. Yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit, you know? It's like, no hygiene. Awful. Awful hygiene, you know? He should have wore a mask. (laughs) Yeah. A mask would have helped, I think. Hey-o! Yeah, that's right, Angela. You hear that? (laughs) I'm sending this to her. I love you, Angela. Just calm down. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Be good. Not everybody's your enemy. It's okay. We love you. Yeah, I won't won't post any fucking selfies with a mask anymore. I'm scared, dude. She blocked you. You guys hear hear (laughs) that Richard Ramirez was smuggling shit in his in his his, uh, butthole in in prison? No, yeah, but we're not. That doesn't surprise me. We're not there. We're not the prison wallet. That's what they call it. The prison wallet. We're not there yet. So what? What's next? What's next? Uh, go to us. We're, we're on his first murder or his second murder. Second first murder. murder. No, first. First. <clears throat> I think so. Well, we determined that he killed the little girl in 1984. We found or in two, eight, 1984. So okay, that was yeah. his first murder. But oh yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, but um, so. He, 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 his first murder was, uh, when, right after that, there was a, it was, uh, 1985, he picked up a 22 revolver, right? Yeah, right. So I think There's... sometime after, sometime after the little girl and the old lady in 84, sometime shortly after that, uh, I think he picked up the, the gun and then he, Went to I think her name is Maria Hernandez. Yeah, Maria yeah. Hernandez. She was driving she around survived. in her car. Yeah, right. But her friend got shot right in the fucking head because she peeked up. Yeah, Dale Oza- yeah. Uh, Ozazaki. Ozazaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, March seventeenth. 
You know yeah. what? Those uh, those uh, police sketches that they made of him don't look oh, anything like him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking horrible. I was just sitting there laughing at it. I'm like, <laughs> one of I mean, them I know, like, I know uh, that they only had so much to go off of and shit, and you know, yeah. at their disposal, and they didn't have the the forensics like they did back then. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. dude, I, w- I was surprised they they didn't like um, drew him to be like black or some shit. I mean, that was yeah. so not he accurate. Like Michael Jackson <laughs> in the Thriller music video, like zombie yeah, Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> he really did. Thriller. Yeah, yeah he, he um. So yeah, so she, she when she heard the when Dale heard the uh, gunshot after she shot her. Her friend pretended to be dead, remember? Played so possum, he, yeah. Played possum. She pretended to be dead. She peeked her head up over the the, the you know the counter, and he fired a shot into her forehead, killing her instantly. Yep. He and waited then, for her to, like, pop up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty then, sure those people would have, like, wore a mask, so they deserve <laughs> what they got, dude. <laughs> well, well, well she's fucking uh, Maria. Uh... Like what happened to her, and and how like her little key saved her. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Yeah, the keys. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. I mean, she lifted what up her arms, and the key happened to be right there. And then I think, what was it? You guys would have to brush me up on it, but uh, she went. She she actually thought that he was uh, gonna. Escape. Uh, you know, come out of the same, you know, the garage door where she first encountered him, but she came through the front uh, door. Yeah, through, yeah. Mm-hmm. She 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 actually got to the front door, and I think she said something like, uh, "Yeah, don't don't kill you, me." You, you know, yeah, or, you, you know, already like, shot uh, at me once. No, like, I, are you really? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think she said something like, uh, like. You shot me once, or you're gonna kill me, or some shit like that. Well, she said, "Yeah, like you're gonna kill me again." And uh, this time, <laughs> yeah. like she, he lowered the gun and took off. He, like, this was like his only one of his only acts of mercy. You know what I mean? Um, I think, but I don't, th- I don't think it's mercy, dude. I think it's a quest for, um, you know, for, um, you know, uh, how can I, how can I put it? I'm sorry, I'm like French, fear, maybe. Like, he wants yeah, them exactly. to, like, actually be afraid of him. Exactly, and that's what I think happened with, you know, all those little girls that he took and raped, molested. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same kind of thing. I think he didn't actually kill them because he was like... It gave him it, power. It would be... It, it, not, not, not only power, I think he loved to... Uh, we'll touch on that later, I'm sure, but uh, he actually loved to see fear in the eyes of his victims and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. like, those, uh, you know, assault, those um, kidnapping and rapes, he was like, I won't kill them. It's going to be way, way more um, difficult for them to live with the fact that I abused them, sure. Than to kill them like on the spot. That uh, yeah, that's what well, I think. I mean, uh, we, we can touch on it more later. But I also think, like my opinion, like he, the the more and more he did, 
the more like brazen that he got about it. And I yeah. really think that he became more fearful himself because like the, with the case later that we can touch on, uh, when he shot that couple and shot the guy in the head like three or four times and he still came after him. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the the detective even said something in the documentary. He's like, if I shot a guy multiple times and he started coming after me, I'd be fucking freaked out, too. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that detective, honestly. Yeah, Gil's yeah. crew, he's a badass. Yeah. Um, so later on that night, after he let her go or whatever... Um, Right away, immediately, he, he, he found a girl walking, followed her uh, just a few miles. And this is just a few miles from, from the first murder happened. Um, basically, he, he wasn't wearing a mask. He wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> That's it. I'm fucking well, he, 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 Yeah, no, no. He, 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 he tried, he, you know, he was just trying to pick her up and she wasn't having none of it. Um, he grabbed her, tried pulling her out, out the window, uh, when she couldn't do it. Well, he tried carjacking her basically. Um, yeah, he wanted a, the car more than, you know, a, a kill, I think. Yeah. Yep. So he got the car, but he shot her. Um, but yeah, it's it, at this time, I mean, the, pr- yeah, obviously the press was involved, but, you know, he had a little bit of a murder spree going on. Um, and, and so he, I mean, at this, to- at this point, man, it was fucking, he got the taste for fucking blood. You know, he's like, I want to, I want to do it. But, uh, so he ended up at the, uh, uh, uh the Zazara's house oh. at that time. Oh, fuck. What? Give me a sec. My, my, my cat shed on my fucking <laughs> turntable. <laughs> we keep, we'll keep, we'll keep, bad kitty. That's okay. We'll keep going. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, I'll, I'll be right back. Like ten. I'm sorry, my dude. No, we'll keep going. <laughs> we'll keep I this, it. I, I got my fucking cat outside the door. Keep scratching. So I know how you feel. Oh, <laughs> that's why. I don't uh, like I'll it. be right back. I, I'm sorry, dude. Hi, <laughs> right, brother. All good. I'll be right back. That's all right. So. At this time, they had uh, Frank Salerno, the guy who covered the Hillside Strangler murders, and then they had Detective uh, Gil Carrillo involved. Um, so, you know, they found the ACDC hat at Maria Hernandez and, uh, at that first uh, crime scene, right? It's fucking yep. ACDC hat. Maria Hernandez had a description of a bug-eyed, curly-haired, looking, weird-looking guy. Michael <laughs> like Jackson said. from Thriller. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so... Um, you know they're they're covering his this murder, um, but they gave him several names. You know the walking killer, like you guys said, the valley intruder, yeah, uh, the, the screen door intruder, oh, yeah. um, and, and <laughs> but Richard Ramirez wanted to be called the night prowler because of ACDC, yeah. But they he See, got dubbed the night stalker. <laughs> See, I didn't know that he wanted to be called the night prowler, but that's what I was going to say before how that was kind of weird that he loved that song and that they ended up calling him the Night Stalker later. Mm. So, but makes sense now. So, um, sorry, I'm fucking stuffing my mouth the hamburger because I'm hungry. But, um, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so he, he ended up at the home of uh, Vincent and Maxine Zazara and, um, that kind of 
he he had actually burglarized this couple a year before while they were sleeping. And I don't know if anybody, they didn't really talk about that. So he was kind of aware of their house. He had been there before. And, um, huh. yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. But Richard Ramirez is always, what he did was he po- probed the houses for weaknesses. You know, like the door was open, back doors open, open yeah. window screen, different things like that. That was his M.O., was always looking for a weak spot of the house, like any opening that he could sneak his little ass in, you know? Right. Also, I know is here in New Mexico, Shred, I mean, you lock them fucking doors and windows at night. Are you kidding? I keep my window open all the fucking time. I wish a motherfucker <laughs> would break into my house. <laughs> I wish a motherfucker would. Oh. I wish. <laughs> I'd be that guy with the shotgun waiting for him. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> by the way... By yeah. the way, Shred, Shred, uh, I, I knew Shred was cool when he got his life threatened by another guy on <laughs> Oh, dude. I'm still waiting for that guy. Yeah. If you haven't, I've had it too, man. As a matter of fact, five years ago, I put, did a death co- I got like half of Wisconsin's metal scene. I got a bounty on my head. Because <laughs> I, I said my friend, yeah, my friend Bill Stone King, I did a death hoax on him. And everybody was like, no. I was like, nah, it's just, he's like, no, I'm alive. What do you, I've been at work all day. What the fuck? He comes <laughs> home to his Facebook up, you know, oh my God, like who started this? And they found out it was me. And, and it's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. As a matter of fact, I got a message from his ex-wife the other day saying it's still not funny, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one guy wanted to kill me cause I called him a jelly belly. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So yeah, man. So, um, so Richard, uh, he, he he picked up a garage can. He moved into the backyard, hoisted himself up through the windows of the Zazaras. He removed Zara, his sh- yeah. yeah. He removed his shoes. He began <laughs> prowling. Oh God! Imagine the smell from those fucking feet. I know, dude. Just <laughs> disgusting. And uh, as uh, Vincent Cesaro was sleeping, he pointed fucking gun at his head, shot him. And uh, Mrs. Azara was awoken by the shop before she had a chance to get her bearings. Um, he slapped her, berated her verbally, singing some song from fucking whatever, you know, like, uh, who knows. But he did the whole don't look at me, bitch type of thing. Tied her oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frank from Blue Velvet. Don't you fucking look at me. Yeah, yeah. Tied <laughs> her up, ransacked the broom. But she managed to wiggle herself free. Uh, reached into the bed to grab a shotgun. Uh, Richard froze. He turned around to see a 44-year-old woman pointing a shotgun at him, which pulled the trigger. Nothing fucking happened. Her husband took the shells out the week before their grandchildren oh, came. Yeah, so um, so basically, he raised the gun, shot her three times, beat her as she laid bleeding, so she was, ble- you know, and he fucking cut her up, too, you know? Mm-hmm. He tried yeah. cutting her tried cutting her heart out, um, but he, he was just too weak to do it because you know he's the weak dude. So this is the lady he decided to take her eyes. This uh, this uh, serial killer encyclopedia I got is saying that Vincent Zazara was beaten to death, and Maxine was stabbed to death. I don't know if they got that wrong or what. Yeah, who knows? I mean, conflicting reports. Yeah. Right. And a lot of things like that they didn't go into great detail in the doc. Dude, I yeah. I wonder yeah. if uh 
if he ever pulled a, because I think that's the same lady where he said, swear to Satan. I wonder if he ever pulled a Christian Bell Batman. Swear, swear to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that taking of the eyes Satan. thing is, is so brutal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, really- uh, I just got done, um, reading a book um, called The Hate Factory about New Mexico prison riots in Santa Fe. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a rough book. And one of the one of the guys that they tortured, uh, the prisoners tortured, this happened in 1980. Um, so they tortured uh, a lot of the, the guys who were the snitches or the, 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 the pedophiles and shit in the prison oh, riot. Because yeah. the prisoners completely took over the prison. Guards were... I mean, there, there was, I mean, it was just insane. But one of the guys, they, they cut off his eyelids and then, uh, and then his eyes drew, you know, his eyelids were not able to hold his eyes in. So his eyes, his eyes drooped and the way they describe it in the book was like, you know, he had to look, he had no, he was looking down as they were cutting his dick off. You know what I mean? And then they cut oh. his eye. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it's so brutal, but that's just a really brutal thing to do, you know? I actually got two buddies, uh, my buddies, Mark and Robert, their mother was a, uh, was a prison guard during those riots, but some of the prisoners escorted her out and like, you know, like spared her. Yeah. I got to listen to her tell about the, that fucking crazy shit. Yeah. It's insane, man. That's a good book to get into, but yeah. Um, so kind of going forward, um, you know, Richard Ramirez kind of, you know, had this thing where he would go to residences where he felt comfortable. Uh, and, you know, he stayed at the Cecil hotel, a lot, a lot of different things, but there, there was one thing from, he stole, he's, he sold a lot of things cause he robbed this house. This is ours house. Um, you know, but, uh, he always kept a jewelry box, uh, from the czar's house containing her eyes. I don't know. You know, yeah. he always kind of looked at those too, you know? Yeah, a yeah. lot of killers like to keep trophies and stuff like that. Well, what's crazy is that, you know, I mean, the, the documentary, again, uh, covers this as much as possible. But it's like, you know, you look at this and you think that this guy had to be really fucking good. Because, I, I mean, I watched some other shit on it, too. But just how good he really was as far as that goes. Because, like, for one, no one thought while all this was going on to lock their fucking doors. I mean, not only that, yeah. but you know, he, he, you gotta think he had to scout out house and shit that was going on for weeks and weeks on end and no one noticed a guy sitting in the fucking bushes, like, pooping out the houses. I mean, It no was juicy the, and the liquid and uh, it was good. No one heard <laughs> what's going on of these people dying. You know? Yeah. Well, it was so it was by the this time of the the third set of murders that he did that he they they started noticing the MO of the footprints. Um and again this is kind of they got yeah, this is where they get into the documentary and they there was only like 1354 pairs of, that had been made, you know, um you I'm, know, so, so, I'm sorry by the way, man. sorry for the 10 minutes I was oh, I mean, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, it was like juicy and shred, like he was like starting to and nah, 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 now my turntable. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Did you at least have the the cover on the turntable? 
Uh, yeah, I did, but it was okay. like so juicy and shit like that that it was like pouring down inside. So. Oh. <laughs> did you at least do it naked? <laughs> this is why oh, I yeah, have this is, Ma- mask on naked. This is why <laughs> this is why I have pit bulls that take human size fucking girthy shits outside. <laughs> you know, I could just pick them up very yeah. easily and throw them away. You know. Throw them over the wall. Yeah, I'm so uh, I, I'm really sorry, my dudes. Uh, no, I, I had to clean it up. <laughs> so we're on our we're on to our fourth set of murders. Uh, so basically, May fourteenth, nineteen eighty five, he sliced open a flimsy screen window, slipped inside the home of uh, Bill and Lillian Doy, where he found the couple sleeping yep. in separate rooms. Uh, again, uh, Richard fi- fired the twenty two bullet into the mouth of Bill as he slept. Uh, but, um, while he, but he didn't die right away. Unfortunately, he got to listen to Richard, uh, beat and rape, uh, this guy's invalid wife in the room next door. And, um, Bill was able to call 911, uh, but Richard fled without killing her. Yeah. Um, he just raped her. Um, but she, she just kind of suffered for years later, you know, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Damn! It's like this guy had no, you know. Pattern. I'll be, I'll be right no, back myself, guys. Okay. okay. So you guys continue. Don't worry about it. Don't. I'll be right back. Like in the doc, they say that really the only pattern this guy had was that he had no pattern at all. And evaded getting captured for so long. And Jealous knocking on his door, like you're recording with Will Carnal Day, fucking sheep, huh? and then uh two weeks later on may 29th uh what was it mabel bell and her invalid sister florence lang uh were beaten crazy yeah it's the one with the uh the iron uh tire iron right i think so Uh, and uh this is where he started drawing the pentagrams on people's body and drawing pentagrams on the wall. It's insane, dude. It's like you just never knew what he was going to do. You yeah. know, because what will they think of next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes he took eyes, sometimes he drew pentagrams, sometimes he raped, sometimes he didn't. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Is this the same one, or is it a different one where he actually uh, took the alarm clock cord and strangled somebody? Or yeah, like, uh, and they found uh, the electric the cord. Footprint. I think it's the I think it's the next one though. You know where uh, they actually like could tell it was like an, a shoe on a face. Like he stomped it like so hard that there was like a shoe trace on her face. I think that's the next. Yeah. One. On the side of her head, yep. <laughs> Left the fucking shoe print everywhere he went. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm just kind of going through this book to try to find details. I, I watched that documentary like half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually pretty easy to binge. Like, I think the first night... Be professional! Like, oh, or don't well, be had- there at all, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Well, had been telling me about it, and I'd just been putting it off, and then finally I sat down, and I'm like, oh, I'll watch one or two episodes tonight, and I'll get on to it uh, you know, tomorrow or something, but I'm, I, I got hooked. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was so yeah, dude, it, it was it, it was really really fucking good. I mean, uh, uh, I'm more into true crime than Glenn is, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did you watch like the Night Stalker? I think he binge what the binge watched like the the whole thing and like I watched the whole thing like, in like one a knife. Yeah. <laughs> In one sitting, one right to the next. Yeah, no bathroom breaks. Nope. With his mask on. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Oh, wow. Uh, We just finished talking about... Last one, we were talking about uh, those two older women that... uh, Mabel Bell and her invalid sister, Florence Lang. Yeah. Well, that was a, it's just cringe. I mean, you just jumped back and we were seeing how much of a fucking asshole you were. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey, remember remember this. Remember this, though, bro. Will. I am old enough to make your mom come. I'm not come. Will. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to make your mom come. Good. I can teach her how to come good. I, I don't think my mom can can come anymore, dude. She's like sixty six or some shit. Oh, she's the best, the best. That's the best. What are you talking about? Does she have uh, plastic all over her furniture? Uh, no, no, she's actually sane. She okay. doesn't. Oh, well, I was gonna say that. Usually, when they have plastic over their couch, it's because they're a squirter. And no, yeah, no, I got, I'll, 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 I'll teach her how to squirt. It's a, it's, a, it's an old man trick. We'll teach her. Every woman's a squirter if you hit the right artery. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> hey, to, to, to quote a great line: "Too old to get tit, too young to get ass." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where were we? We were talking about uh, the old. You said you guys were. Well, you guys go ahead. And I'll, I'll pick. I'll I'll catch up. Go ahead. All right. We were uh, we were talking about the last one with those two old biddies, Mabel Bell and Florence Lang, uh, beaten to death. That's the one where you start drawing pentagrams on their bodies and drawing pentagrams on the walls. Uh, they were found by a gardener on June second. Uh, Lang survived, but Mabel Bell died on July fifteenth. Hmm. Damn. Yep. Yeah, he really went for those old people, man. <laughs> well, they're the, the yeah. more well, he went for those young people too. The more so. victim, the more brutal, dude. Yeah. I think, and I, and I also think by this time, from what I was reading, his drug use really diminished, fueled it. Well, no, no I, I fueled thought, it. I, I thought think it the fact that he was like, yeah, it diminished, but I think the fact that he was like. Maybe, you know, experiencing, like, heavy, like, withdrawals or something like that. Yeah. Maybe the brutality was... Even more? Way... uh, Yeah. And just kind of taking it out on people, like, going through his fucking psychosis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I I think the fact that he... Well... I, I don't think he ever, like, quit drugs, to be honest, because uh, you can read reports of, like, he was busted with some people, like, um, he invited some people to see him in prison, they got busted with fucking, like, coke and their asses and shit like that. Apparently he was, like, a fucking piece of shit in prison, too. Like, he was always in, you know, the... Um, the hole? How, how do you say it? Like, 
<laughs> Solitary. Yeah, the hole, absolutely. Oh, they found things in yeah. his hole when he went to prison. Well, and here's the thing. When you die in prison <laughs> of, like, fucking cirrhosis of the liver or, or you know, ep- hepatitis C caused by drinking, he was drinking the shit out of that prison hooch, you know? Oh, uh, like, yeah, that toilet oh, line. absolutely. Give me, the, give me all those oranges. I mean, yeah. <laughs> give me a garbage bag. Give me some give me oranges, some, uh, some sugar and bread, and some wa- some toilet water. We're good to go, man. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck do they make that dude out of? Like fucking toilet bowl water or some yeah. shit? I don't know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah just, they, they do it, it. It just ferments in a plastic bag. And but what do you do if you have to yep. take a shit? Do you have to shit in your fucking in your hooch? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they take they take the water out of the toilet, put it in the yeah. plastic bag. Uh, okay, yeah. Then they yeah. take the That's air sweet. out with, and they 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 drop some you know fruits, potatoes mainly potatoes and shit like that. They close the bag. They take the air out of the bag. They they That's fucking gross. Hide <laughs> yeah, I'm like fun. that's disgusting, and I'm over here still swigging vodka. That's disgusting, <laughs> right? Did did we uh did we get into the um where he uh stomped the chick's face and left a shoe print on her face yet? We talked we already, a little bit about it, but not much. Yeah, we already passed that murder. All right. Yeah, he just that murder was fucking brutal, dude. A via yeah. on your face because he fought back. She fought back. Yeah, and people get offended by my face tattoo. <laughs> Only she getting a Vita sneaker print tattooed Maybe on your face. A Vita well, tattoo. Don't tempt him. He might just do it. <laughs> Maybe if you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna gonna do a whole pattern <laughs> on my face. So I guess on what on July 20th he 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 stole another Toyota because they were easy to steal back then. Went stalking around, and he stopped at the Glendale home of Maxon and Leila, uh, Leila Needing, and sliced open their door. Yeah, dude, and we gotta point out, we gotta point out that around the, you know, I think it's like maybe like two or three weeks after, motherfuckers slept at the Cecile Hotel. Cecil, oh, yeah. Well, he was in and out of the Cecil the whole time, depending on if he can get a room. No, no, apparently it was it wasn't like uh, apparently like he, he like rented some rooms and he just didn't go. It was oh, like shit. just to have a place to sleep. He was like mostly sleeping in his car or, you know, in his car. I guess his car or I I read something like he would sleep and um some you know um he would knock over telephone um. Cabins, oh mm-hmm. telephone, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. would like just grab like T- a couple telephone booths, yeah, telephone booths. That's yeah, exactly. And he would like I just like ca- knock them over and better. Is it cabins or booths? It's booths. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at you, but I like cabins. It's just funny in America. A telephone cabin, that's great. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy shred a telephone cabin. It's okay. <laughs> well, well, Glenn, Glenn, is it a Cabin or booth? In, it's a booth. In front. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a cabin to me is a fucking cabin down the woods. A booth can be several different things. A booth, you is, know? Where you, a booth is where you go and stick your dick in the hole. In the <laughs> wall. Yep. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, the glory. No, hole. no, but dude, dude, yeah. dude, it's like it's like uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing though. But it's like yeah, a it's big a... ass fucking plastic cabin and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he would knock them plastic. over. He would knock them over. Park his car uh, right in front of it, but like so you can't see that the that a cabin is like knocked over or some shit. So so he would like get tickets, yeah, like on, on yeah. his stolen Toyota, but they wouldn't see the the, the cabin. <laughs> but how can you not see the fucking cabin, dude? It's like well, dude, right. Yeah, it's he's crazy. It, yeah, he was just so high on fuck. So this this next murder uh, might have been his most brutal because he did his best to intimidate or uh, impersonate uh, Jason Voorhees. He he had a um, the machete, uh, the machete, and uh, he decapitated the heads of uh, Ma- uh, Maxon and Layla Needing. Uh, he he basically. You know, wanted to fucking just he sunk the, the 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 machete deep into the victims' necks, but they weren't sharp enough to slice through the spinal cords. So he he shot Max in the head and fired three more shots into the wife's face, and uh, he mutilated they the bodies. No, not them. Not the needings. Did they didn't survive. No, the one the the one before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The one before. So, I've yeah. survived. Right. He just mutilated him with the machete and then. Took a pillowcase full of fucking shit, um, and you know was on his way downtown, and you know uh, this is when things started to get suspicious due to the fact that Richard was being sold, seeing sold, uh, selling items covered in blood. He didn't, he didn't care at this point. <laughs> this is where he started getting sloppy. See, know? the doctor didn't really cover that because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't really recall that. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. It didn't really cover it, right? This is where things started getting sloppy, but uh, you know he he, he went to a, another couple at four fifty in the morning, and uh, so he entered the house through an unlocked slash gliding door, and the, the couple was the Kavanaughs, and he shot them in the head, both of them. Once again, you know he he he, he was. Stealing shit and selling it downtown from this family. Uh, he he uh, actually took a porno movie from this house. And he thought if the cops did find him that they thought he would be a hero because he disposed of the porno movie that the couple had, I guess. <laughs> you, you heard about that. Uh, you heard about that, like, Polaroid? Polaroid? Uh, yeah, Polaroid. he had a pol. <laughs> Yeah, he had a Polaroid, and he planned on, like, taking pictures of his victims and shit like that, but uh, he for I think he, he uh, forgot it in, like, the glove compartment of a car he was supposed to steal or something like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, the dude was, like, fucking high, dude. He was high all the time. I mean, it was it was, like... His fuel was like cocaine and you know <clears throat> drugs, but you know, I do cocaine, dude. And I'm I'm not prowling the streets like that. So I mean, I mean, it's a no wonder he got away with this. Get as high as he was. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I still, like, I, I feel still like a dog too. Shit stealthily while being fucking high off your ass. I mean, and he was the 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 chaos and the fear that he was he was getting off also on the chaos and the fear of the general public, not just from the people oh, he was absolutely. killing. He was asking he, for 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 publicity. He he, but he loved how California that at that time were so freaked out over the Night Stalker. Was, you know, he was ruling it. California, mm-hmm. literally, and it was it was hot. California is hot as fuck during the summer and. He kind of did what, like, you know, the son of Sam did. You know, he had this whole town in fear, you know? And right. uh, well, I love how in the doc it kind of said about how on one side of L.A. there's, you know, the Hollywood side of it. And then on the, the whole other side, there's the dark side separate, of it. Yeah, yeah it's you know, got like the, the dark the, the night night life. Yeah. Dude. Well, they what, what they didn't go to I, go I, through dude, the documentary. Gotta, since you talked about Son of Sam, please, listeners, if you haven't seen uh, SOS Son of Sam by Spike Lee, go ahead. Yeah, it's that's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. I'll have yeah. to check that one out. I haven't seen that one. Well, what's really funny is like. Uh, Richard's next murder they didn't really say this in the documentary either uh, he went to the, the house of Elias Abawath, Uh but this time Richard Ramirez he brought an Uzi with him they didn't really talk about that uh, but he yeah. but but he did kill the guy with the twenty five caliber anyways but he brought a fucking Uzi well he had him. two firearms right yeah yeah he brought an, an Uzi's funny man it's like a fucking little mini machine gun you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me get my Tommy gun. <laughs> right. Uzi did Columbine, so I mean, it's brain. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so much like in this killing, uh, you know, Richard killed the husband first, right? And you know, it was like the shock. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I said, I said, Uzi did Columbine. No, it's a Tech Nine, right? Uh, I think at that time it was a Tech Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tech Nine. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, he 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 killed 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 the husband, but she survived, and he kept her li- children as alive. Only that they swore to Satan, and they didn't scream. But this was Richard's fourteenth murder. So he did that a couple times, where he made the yeah. victims not, swear to Satan. He told the kids to bear swear to Satan on this one. Okay. And, yeah, he actually molested the. Uh, the yep. I think the the um, like how old was he like eight twelve? Yeah, he was like twelve. But here's here's the thing, and they didn't talk about this in the documentary either. This time, after this murder, this fourteenth murder is when the fucking the, the the reward money to capture him was up to eighty thousand dollars at this point. God damn! Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 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 by this time, the word was getting out that there's a burglar named Rick, who wore all black, jabbered and talked about Satan all the time, who sold smelled like fucking, shit, smelled <laughs> like shit, and fucking sold fucking shit covered in blood, like you know, like fences, <laughs> jewelry and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's one of the things that got him caught that. was one of the pieces of jewelry that he sold. Yep. Well, the, by this time, yeah, there's Richard, no record. There, there was no record of you know Gerald uh, Gerald Reed like there's nowadays. I think. No, I mean, 
But this is when things were starting but to get a little hot touch, for him. We didn't touch on that fucking dentist shit, dude. No, we didn't. We didn't talk about that, but that's crazy. I mean, they. I didn't, you know, know about that until I watched the documentary. How they almost caught him. Same, same. Yeah, mm. that shit was crazy. That you know, because his teeth were so fucked up, he's having to go to the dentist. Yeah, but, you guys come up the part where they actually uh, find the dentist card in the car. Yeah, 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 dude. You know, like I mean, not only. I mean, the car sat there for so fucking long in the sun. You know, so they weren't able to dust for prints anymore. I mean, that in itself is fucked up. You know, mm. and, then, and that, then they had interfering. Uh, that's probably the the biggest you know, mistake. Uh, and that that fucking the mayor. That, mm. that mayor was like, ah, dude. <laughs> I was watching the documentary, and that may, when that mayor talked, well, uh, what, I was like, oh, what was it? Yeah. They, they didn't they didn't want to pay for because uh, they were going to stake out the fucking dentist office with cameras in there and shit. Mm-hmm. And the, the you know they didn't want to pay him anymore to sit there and stake out. So they like, and the alarm gotta... didn't go. Didn't even go on. It go off. Well, dude. And also, <laughs> also you guys got to think like this is a problem, and I don't know if it's a problem around the rest of the world, but particularly in the United States, where you have so many jurisdictions, uh, county lines, and each county has their own set of cops. And they're so right. fucking. They have such hard ons about wanting to solve the case. They're refusing to share shit with each other, and 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 so nobody's sharing any information with each other for the better good. They're just wanting to solve yeah. it themselves. And it happens to this day. I mean, there's a really good. Um, uh, it, it's a docu series, so it's not necessarily a documentary. But if you can find it, it was on A and E, and it's called The Killing Season. And mm-hmm. it's it's made by the couple who made uh, Cropsy <clears throat> and uh, oh, I, I saw that one. And, the and they, yeah. yeah, and then they also made Killer Legends, and they, they it talks about how they are starting to. They, uh, his name is Josh Zeman, really good guy. I, I interviewed him on a podcast probably about three years ago, and he w- was talking to us about how they're starting. The question a new is, was he wearing a mask though? No, 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 no. <laughs> but but I will listen. But he, Josh Zeman, and and his his girl at the time, Rachel Mills, are the ones who did the documentaries, and they're talking about how the biggest problem is the police are not sharing information with each other. This is the biggest problem. It could solve a lot of crime. So they start doing uh, a, a documentary. Um, they just wanted to do one straight documentary on Lisk, the Long Island serial killer, in in New yeah. York. Because, you know, a lot of call girls' bodies are turning up, you know, different things like that. But their investigation takes them into the next state. And then their investigation takes them into another state. And they're starting to find that a lot of these murders are connected, whether it be by truck drivers or whatever. But you'll be surprised, Shred, that the, the, the nine-part series ends here in New Mexico. Oh, of course it does. Yep, it's fucking <laughs> of crazy, and it ends here because here in New Mexico we had a, a huge case where they found the bodies of thirteen prostitutes buried in a mass grave. Uh, I mean, we could drive there in fucking ten minutes if we wanted to from where we live, but the the desert of New Mexico is vast and huge, and uh, it, it, I mean, there, I'm sure there's a ton of bodies out there still, you know. But my um, lawyer yeah. has advised me to not talk about this. I am no way involved. But I mean, if I can uh, just, I guess my if point I can is, just is, ask, go, 
Oh, go sorry, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, my point is, is that these cops still to this day, it hasn't changed. They're not sharing information with each other across state lines. And it's getting people fucking killed just because they want to fucking whatever the reason. case. They yeah. want a case or, you know, who knows? It's the son of a fucking politician, the son of a fucking who knows? You know what I mean? But the fact is, is that they're not working together. You know, it, and it really sucks. But go ahead, what you're going to say, Will. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, no need to be sorry. I mean, dude, it's the last time we have you on the podcast, just saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> just just kidding. But um, the fact that, you know, Richard Ramirez was so, like, you know, fueled by, you know, you know, Satan and, you know, everything that is, like, evil and, you know, well, I, can't, I think I can say, like, edgy. <laughs> yeah, he was you the know, original edgelord. Edgelord, yeah, I think so, I think so. <laughs> Without a mask. Yeah. That's saying something. Oh, well, yeah. So, but, the um, fact that, uh, you know, uh, well, Richard Ramirez was like um, into serial killers, dude. Cause, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was the Hillside and then. Uh, Hillside Ted Stranglers. And he was happy to be in the same, uh, one of the same cell that one of the Hillside Stranglers was. Oh, yeah. He yeah. felt like it was like a celebrity status to be in the same cell. And then skip a fucking faggot ass fucking BTK. I'm not yeah. getting mentioned like these guys. BTK's nah, BTK is <laughs> fucking cool. It's my BTK is my favorite fucking serial He's killer. He's a fucking Don't talk shit about, fucking piece of shit. Fucking yeah, you are too. But I'm still talking <laughs> to you. So. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> BTK sounds like a sandwich, like a BLT. Right? <laughs> Let me tell you what, BTK is the fucking worst. He's he's like the fucking. He's he was such a wannabe fucking and yeah he did do fucking serial killings but. He's like, recognize me. Was, uh, Look at me. No, Look at me. So recognize me. You're fu- I, nah, I want to be like Jack the Ripper. I want to be like oh, John Wayne you, Nobody's looking at me. They've forgotten about me. I got to start writing them letters now. And then that's how that yeah, fucking dumbass got caught. He was fucking savage doing what he did. And, you know, I'm going to fucking fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Let me talk. He's one of if he wasn't so fucking dumb about it and, and you know, wanted the fame and fortune and shit, he would have gotten away with it. Because so many years yeah, have fuck passed. fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> a mask, bitch. Wear a mask. Yeah. No, fucking, fucking, fucking faggot fucking goddamn fucking BTK. God damn it. I hate that guy. He's the worst. That should come out with the BTK burger. You should come out the with the BTK, BTK burger. Yeah, BTK the faggot. Um, so yeah, you get, uh, get buying and you're force fed. Burgers. Well, to to piggyback off that right quick. Can though, I fucking say what I had to fucking say? Yes, <laughs> shoot your load. Shoot your load. I'm done. I just wanted two seconds of you know. <laughs> I just wanted two seconds to shine. But the fact that no, 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 not, not BDK. But uh, I, we're talking about Richard Ramirez. If you don't remember, you crazy Richie. fucking retarded motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> well, do you think Richard Ramirez? Uh, you know, he was super into like you know serial killers and shit like that. Do you think he was 
trying to, you know, raise the bar, like, by, how can I put it, like, because, you know, every fucking serial killer was, like, super, like, they, I don't think they were as bold as he, he was. Yeah, yeah he, like, I can I, see that. He was, I, he was I, very chaotic. I, I, yeah, I think, I think he was trying to make, like, his own, his own thing. Like, his own method, quote-unquote, no method at right. all. Right, Yep, I think you're 100%, man. You hit the nail on the head. Like, he, he got too brave and shit about it, you know? <clears throat> well, his, he, his he, lo- thought he, he thought he could do it all and accomplish everything, and, you know? In one fucking year at that. Yeah. You know, well, he, and then... It, 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 was, it was super super fucking random, and, you know, he didn't send letters to the police or anything well, like that. And, but, but here's the thing. he You knew he truly enjoyed what he was doing, unlike that fucking... He, he loved what he was doing. He did want the fame and the fortune, but he didn't want to be caught, unlike that fucking piece of shit fucking BT, BTK who wanted to be caught. <laughs> He, you know, he just, you know, Richard Ramirez did not want to be caught. He was deathly scared of being caught. BTK got his nut off on being caught. That was his thing. He, that was his nut. That's when he was so excited when he that's could sit there. Tra- that, 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 he could sit that's, there in that's court even crazier, and, dude. and see the. He was a, like, he was like a fucking dad and shit like that. I, dude, well, at first, he don't, was don't really say to my fucking to BTK, dude. <laughs> he didn't want it to get caught at first. <laughs> BTK is the worst of all the serial killers. Dude, it ended on that coffee disc. You know, finding out no, he was a pastor. You're just crazy. crazy, dude. <laughs> I'm just trying to fuck. I'm just fucking with you, bro. Dude. So, uh, yeah, but Richard Ramirez, man, this is when he headed up to uh, San Francisco. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Yeah. BTK <laughs> is the fucking shit. He was a piece of shit. I, I will admit that. He was fun. He was. BTK, he was too, BTK is like, like, he's like a Trekkie. He reminds me of a guy who, like, watched Star Trek, who thinks he's cooler than everybody else, <laughs> but everybody's really laughing at him behind his back. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what makes I can see that. All, make it awesome. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how Richard Ramirez, one of his victims, was named Peter Pan? Yeah, right. I know, man. Sixty-six-year-old Peter Pan. He finally grew up. Yeah, <laughs> not for long. Well, when he went to when when he went that that was the couple that he killed in in San Francisco, right? When he went up there and yeah, on a uh, August. Yeah, he was 17th. a BTK fan apparently. Who Peter Pan? Peter Pan, Pan, BTK fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they they were they were catching up to him at this point because he he got out. It started getting hot in in California or in L.A. So that's when he went up there to the to the uh, to San Francisco. Yep. And again, he shot the husband, tried shooting the wife, but she survived. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm kind of fucking, um, like, mesmerized on how 
you took over the fucking podcast, and I appreciate that. Like, that, no grudge <laughs> whatsoever, but you're like, really, like, um, leading us <laughs> now. It's fucking cool. <laughs> who, wait, who are you talking to? Shred? No, to me. <laughs> Shred, Shred's the man. No, Shred, I've been doing this man, entire podcast you, on my toilet. <laughs> I gotta wipe sometime. Yeah, it's gonna get crusty. Hey, that was fu- it's fu- it's fucking cool, dude. We should actually like start a fucking like true crime podcast and like it's totally you should. Oh hell yeah! Dude. Like you and fucking um, Shred, Aaron, Shred. I'm talking to both of y'all, you trans motherfuckers. You should actually start a fucking podcast, true crime mother- motherfucking podcast. Dude. Would be I don't good. got, I don't got no time. I gotta wait for other podcasts to end. I don't have more time in my life for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta think. I, I'm still, I still got kids, and I'm married, and I work full time. Because, <laughs> you know, I had my my notes and shit like that, uh-huh. and I was like. Start a podcast, introduce the shit, and shit like that, and you just kept on going and going as you covered every single point I had. So like, yeah, he's like, well, he's like, fuck my notes. Well, sir, uh, we're professionals here. We've been uh, been podcasting for ten years since uh, you grew your first pubic hair, young man. I probably oh, yeah, have been. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm pretty sure you were, you were doing podcasts. I wasn't even born. So no, 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 no. Uh, probably when you. First jerked off into your mom's uh, soap dish and <laughs> laughed as she washed herself in the shower. First time I jerked. No, nah, first first time I jerked off uh, was actually with my father. So. Oh no! <laughs> got really. Was dark. it like was back it to back? back, or was it like did you do a Dutch rudder, like you grabbed each other's arms and moved them? <laughs> uh, it was it was anus it was it was anus to mouth. Oh, no. Hey, Will, were you being raped by a ghost? Uh, no, nah, I'm waiting for my dad to die, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, we're going to get along just fine. Yeah, yeah you guys, Shred, well, I'm glad you guys all met. Shred's a good boy. He's a good lad. Good um, boy. He, he's a good boy. Just He's waiting to hit man. puberty, you know. I'm just, yes. I'm still just a little boy. Shred, hey, Shred, I, Shred, I got in trouble with my wife that night when I drove home drunk, <laughs> big time. You weren't that drunk, were you? We did a couple shots. Come on. Well, I had like <laughs> what seven or eight beers and a couple shots. Yeah. So what? <laughs> oh, so that, <laughs> was, that was you ran me over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got in a, I got I got the earful, but that's okay. She was right. I shouldn't have done. That. I should have called her. Called yeah, her. next time just do Uber. Just get a yeah. Goober. I was like, I'm good. I'm I'm fine. I can drive. <laughs> I may be drunk, but tomorrow I'll be sober and you'll still be my wife. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh yeah, let me slap you a couple times. Nay, nah. <laughs> next day you're gonna so, still be next to me on the bed punch punch so uh this is at the time that uh btk told coral smith don't say god say satan say you love satan after she no, re- btk 
No, but after she, after she complied, he raped her and didn't kill her because she happened to have well, dollars of cash in the house. It's fucking Richard Ramirez. No, fuck that pussy. Um, however, uh, what the fucking hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, if BTK is here, I'd slap his fucking bald head, fucking around, throw him around. <laughs> <laughs> fucking piece of shit. BTK uh, actually looks like one of my high school teachers. I had a teacher right. look just like BTK. BTK is everyone like, fucking looks like a dad. Teachers, dude. BTK, they said, suffered from micropenis. <laughs> well, I suffer from <laughs> nanopenis, which is actually Allen, smaller. G.G. <laughs> Allen is the, you know, prime A fucking micropenis. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He was a grower, not a shower. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of the same. I could actually trick a lesbian. They would just think that my clit is gigantic. What the fuck? Oh, shit. All right. So, uh, San Francisco. Uh, well, well, Shred, you, you got the idea of how much fucking trash we can, we talk, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm loving it. I'm having I a good time, guys. <laughs> So th- this is at the time that San Francisco was studying it uh, or figuring it out. So he had San Francisco detectives working. He had the other detectives working. And they put it all together because um, somebody the gave via. up his name. No, the, you, had, you had the Avia shoe before, but nobody, like, believed him. And he was like, uh, no, I'm not telling you. It's the one guy. Nah, well, nah, 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 fuck you, fuck you. So one of, one of, one of Richard's friends, uh, they're, they're, the, all of his friends are starting <clears throat> to turn on them. They're seeing pictures in the newspaper of jewelry taken from the Pan household and noted that it was identical to some of the items that Richard was giving them before he left town. And after calling the cops, they said they knew that it was Rick Ramirez who broke into a guy's house and listened to a lot of ACDC and always talked about <laughs> Satan. And, yeah, and, the, the name that was dropped was, like, Rick. Yeah, they called him Rick, you know, but, uh, right. police had a name like, to go like with the one, one of the police officers was like, I'm gonna punch the shit out of you. What's the <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he turned into bad cop in the documentary. <laughs> well, and yeah. they, didn't, they didn't really talk about this in the documentary, but, um, when some, a lot of his friends gave him up and they had a name to go with the prince... Because they had a name to go with the some of the fingerprints that they found, they they went back to the Bristol Hotel, not the Cecil. And uh, when investigators entered his room in three fifteen, they found more fingerprints along with a pentagram drawn on the bathroom door. Uh, it was and, a, without the pentagram. They, yeah. I, I think, like they, they they would have been like, um, yeah, is it the right? So dude? this was so this was at the but time. But with the pentagram, I was like, oh yeah, we got him. So this is at the time that they were able to cross-reference some crimes he did in El Paso for, you know, being a petty thief. And um, this is when they fucking put his face all along the, the fucking the, the, the newspapers. He, he he was on a bus to Tucson to visit his brother. Well, the news, too. Yeah. And then when he arrived to Tucson, he tried calling his brother from the bus station and they wanted nothing to do with him at all. Uh, his sister-in-law. So, um, trying to kill time uh, until his brother got home, he noticed a plainclothes police police officer entering the station. And uh, at this time, man, he went back to California, to L.A. 
and man, his his face was everywhere. Uh, he, he he went to a, a, a Mexican neighborhood, and there was two words: El Matador, which is like the killer. Uh, and so, oh yeah, they fucking mobbed him over there, didn't they? Yep. Like all the yeah, yep. oh, yeah, well, dude, yeah. dude, he ran like a motherfucker. Like he he ran like what? Uh, I don't remember the exact um, you know amount of miles that he ran, but like he he spent like three or four neighborhood or something like that. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he running. Was, he was running, running dude. Backyards and shit. He was off yeah, Coke makes them fast, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it says that uh, when he looked at the newspaper rack and saw his face on there, Richard ran uh, out of the store, but the store owner had alerted the police long before. He ran across the freeway, went through, tried to catch a, he, he got caught another bus, but it was immediately recognized by everybody on the bus. Uh, he, he fled, tried to do a carjacking, but the owner also of the car also recognized him. Uh, yep. not only did they beat <laughs> him back, they the chased him down the street. Yeah. <laughs> so he continued to run. He jumped over fences, raced through yards, um, and then, uh, evading one yard, uh, a couple of. A couple was hitting him with like a spatula, you know, because they're having a cookout. Um, I'm just imagining him getting chased with the Benny Hill theme. Yeah, this was a Mexican neighborhood. I was expecting uh, like the neighborhood to, you know, just just you know throw some tacos at him and shit like that. It's yeah. like the old, like the old monster movies. Like all the villagers lit their torches and got their pitchforks and just fucking yeah. went for him. Yeah, yeah so, just 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 you know lay a fucking you know just just prep some tacos, just like <laughs> put them side to side on the road. He'll stop for one tacos because Mexican tacos are fucking good. So Mexican tacos as opposed to Canadian tacos. Yeah, Canadian tacos <laughs> fucking sucks. Dude. Just folded pancakes. So no, no, it's actually tacos. Dude. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, everybody was calling him the El Matador, and a man named Manuel de Torre chased him down, hit him with a fucking steel rod across the head, and this ended the Night Stalker's reign of terror forever, and, uh, you know, everybody just wanted to kill him. What? (laughs) (laughs) We're just talking about Richard Ramirez trying to get away with... (laughs) So, uh... Yeah, so, freeway. <laughs> so, oh. so yeah, man. So they beat the fuck out of him, and he was caught. That was it, man. Yeah, he looked so goofy in the back of the cop car with his head all bandaged up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Probably me. the fucking Mexican lady that come out and chase him with the broom or something, you know, or her fucking shoe. Yeah. <laughs> He's lucky he didn't get fucking shot in that fucking neighborhood. But they all got him, dude. It, it was like Frankenstein's monster getting getting killed by the village, you know? It was perfect. Oh, yeah. You read that that while that this whole thing happened, like apparently like somebody in the neighborhood like alleged like brought like his barbecue like on the the, the street and like the hot dogs and shit like that for everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. They sort of fucking party, man. Oh, yeah. They're fucking making chicharrones. He fucking 
Chimichangas. Mm-hmm. We just caught the Night Stalker. Crack a Modelo, fool. Yeah, it's Modelo time. It's Modelo crack time. Crack a fucking Corona. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, dude, what it didn't really say in the doc, though, was... um. Uh, well, since we're done with the well, since we're done with the actual story, let's jump on to the actual uh, you know documentary what we thought about it. So let's go right ahead. I know you got a bunch of shit to say. Nobody wants to hear it, but go ahead, right? <laughs> Fuck you too. No, he uh, he chucked <laughs> <laughs> He, he chucked his fucking shoes once he found out about that. He chucked his fucking shoes over the bridge. Mm-hmm. So I don't know at what point that was, but they didn't really mention that. They didn't mention a whole lot of things. But that, that, that's way before. That, that's like one year before. Uh, okay. It was sometime. It was sometime in '85 that he he threw his shoes over the bridge. He found out about it because that fucking journalist. That bitch, it's man. Like, Beginning of 85. You know, because she she leaked information. The one thing that they no 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 the the the, um you're talking about the the um, the news reporter lady. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. The problem. No. The problem was the um the mayor. Oh, yeah, she did that press conference oh, and yeah. leaked all yeah. the pertinent information yeah. Yeah. that they were trying to keep uh, confidential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but the second he found out about that, he's like, fuck this, I'm throwing my fucking shoes over the bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's it's like Aaron was saying, you know, about, I don't know, you look back at cases like the, the Texarkana Moonlight Murders, which is one of my favorites. And that was uh, once, what the town that dreaded sundown was based off, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like once they had their fucking suspect and, and, and their, you know, their their uh, sights beamed in on one person, it's like that's all she fucking wrote. You know, it wasn't going to be anybody else. It was just that one person. And it, and it, it wasn't. You know, and, and you see that in a lot of cases. It's like such a fucking letdown. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's so disappointing because there's all these other suspects that they don't even fucking take the time of day to look at or even take like the Zodiac. They had so many suspects that was right there in front of them that probably could have been the Zodiac. But <clears> no, <throat> fuck this. It's this one guy. It's this one person. Yeah. yeah but at any rate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, yeah. But, go ahead. I, my dudes, you know that documentary, the Night, uh, Night Stalkers Search for Serial Killer Hunt for Serial Killer. You um, we're gonna do a round table of what <laughs> we actually think about this shit. I thought it was pretty good. Like the documentary, like overall. Yeah, overall, absolutely. It was, uh, if you don't, no, was, wait, wait a minute. You know, it's the first time on the show, so okay. For us, I'm it's learning. Out of ten, it's out of ten. Like overall, you know. Oh, he's telling you how to rate it, Shred. Okay. 
Yeah, so 10 out of 10, you know, so technically speaking, speaking and shit like that, technically, and how, you know, it was well done and shit like that. Uh, the second uh, criteria is uh, rewatchability. Rewatchability. Yeah. And I definitely yeah. have to go rewatch no, it. Was... No, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait. Uh. Yeah. Wait, and the next yeah. criteria the next criteria is is it a buy or rent if it's available on DVD or Blu-ray? So let's do round table, let's start with land. Uh wait, who are we start with? Glenn. Glenn. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, for me, um, I give it, like, a 9 out of 10 for, like, just overall. Because, uh, I found... How can I put this? It it didn't cover everything, but what it, everything that it did cover was enough. You know, it gave Relevant. me enough, enough of a, a feeling of the entire story. I didn't feel like any anything major was like really missing or anything, so I was cool with that. Uh, rewatchability, but the way it was, but the way it was one, played out too, you know, it's, you never get bored. Yeah, you know, rewatchability—that's a bit of a tough one. You know, like like I've said before, like I dig cr- to true crime stuff. But I'm not like a huge watcher of it. I, I'd say I'd give it maybe about like a four for rewatchability, and for buyer rent, honestly, I'd give it a buy if it was you know possible to buy it. Yeah, because you know it. I found I found it to be a damn good uh, a damn good series, really. And um, I it, it's going to sound weird to say this, but like for a documentary about the Night Stalker. I liked kind of how it didn't really too much focus on him. Right. Yeah, that's it's true. More on the crimes, the, 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 the that's victims. What the, uh, and... That's what thing I was about to say when I I was gonna do my fucking um, you know ranking, if you will. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's it, it it's good. It's not like yeah. It, any generic fucking you know YouTube fucking documentary or whatever. It's like oh, well, you're super going next. like, huh? Are you going next? <laughs> <laughs> Take that as a yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it but, was your route. <laughs> but uh, oh wait, me, you got the baton. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, for, for me, um, for me, it's like uh, I would say it's pretty much like uh, an eight out of ten. It's a good, it, it's well made. It's um, I think um, you don't you don't find yourself like bored or anything because I mean we're talking about like um, four four episode mm-hmm. series. 40 to 50 minutes each. Mm-hmm. I think it was... It's well put together, for sure. 
I think it's interesting. I think um, pretty much everyone can like true crime, a true true crime, true true crime <laughs> fan or not. I think you can have a blast with it. Um, but again, I'm like, oh, it's not like super accurate. It's like, how do you say it? Like sense, 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 sensationalism. No, sensationalism. <laughs> like sensationalism. sensationalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. So yeah, again, dude, it's good shit. But you know, it's the, the isn't it, it's so basic. And, you know, easy input to get anybody out there to actually get interested in true crime. And I think that's what they're going for. So, mm-hmm. I can respect that. Um, again, like I said, 8 out of 10, I think it's well made. I think the, the focus on the, um, you know... The whole this inter this documentary is mostly interviews, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really like that. I really like that. Uh, I actually really really like that because you know you get to know people that you, that never spoke on any fucking documentary you saw on YouTube or anything when you researched um, Richard Ramirez. So it's kind of cool to see that, but. Rewatchability, I don't know, dude. It's like rewatchability. I would rewatch it with a friend that no don't know anything about like Richard Ramirez. But personally, like I don't think I would rewatch this shit like daily. So it's about I'm about like uh, at it three maybe because mm-hmm. I know the story like so. Uh, I know the story like. I, w- I was raised with this story. <laughs> Not really, but you know, I was <laughs> I was actually uh, researching this shit. But is it about your rent? I would love to own this shit. Absolutely. If there's any Blu-ray coming out, I'm pretty sure I would buy it. So that's my that's my rent. Cool. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Um, Preston. Yo, all right. So I'm, I'm. Oh yeah. Oh, Shred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a dumb name. I, I sound like a British vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Preston or Shred, right? Do you like Preston? <laughs> Do you like? Uh, so, Preston. This like uh. Him? Isn't Preston and Shred the same person? Yeah. Do you like him? No. He's a nice kid. Sure. Yeah, just making sure you. Oh, she, she thank says you. she likes you. You That's get the nice. thumbs. You get the thumbs up. Is that a? <laughs> is that the wifey over there? Yeah, that's my wife. <clears throat> All right, tell her I'm sorry. I got you drunk. She says he's sorry. He ask got ask your wife if my. Ask your wife if my um, French <laughs> accent is actually sexy. Uh, he <laughs> wants to know if his friend, not Preston, but Will wants to know if his French accent is sexy. His Will wants to know if his French accent is sexy. Do you find French accent sexy? She says she finds French accents, French Italian, Italian <laughs> French. She finds them all sexy. Hello there. <laughs> not Mexican though, not, not Mexican Spanish or Spanish, but French. 
Italian. Italian. No, but dude, listen, 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 you know, you know, you say you're beautiful, you're beautiful, you say you're beautiful to your wife. Listen to you're beautiful, but in French, dude. She wants you to listen to you're beautiful, but in French, so come here. Put the headphones on. Yes, come here. She just took a bong rip, so she's... Woo! <laughs> Alright, you there? Hold yeah. on. Okay, so he, she wants to hear you... Whisper sweet nothings to her in French. Oh, yeah, so your beautiful in French is tu es magnifique. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She liked that. I liked it. She liked that a lot. Thank you. Uh, I mean, she, she's moist, dude. She's, she's moist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Shred. Finish okay. Okay. She so I'm, I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much gonna agree with you guys. Uh, for me, this is overall like an eight out of ten. Rewatchability. The first time I watched it, I was kind of like half awake, kind of going in and out. So I definitely want to rewatch it sometime soon. Then after that, I, I would probably have to sleep on it. Like I could probably rewatch it like maybe a month later after like first initially viewing it. Uh, it it's uh it's pretty well made you know the way that it's structured like how it goes like through the different days of them tracking him down uh all the interviews and all the different testimonials were pretty cool uh i actually learned some things that i didn't know about richard ramirez from this documentary like i did not know that he was a a diddler a child diddler i was like oh okay i just thought he was just kind of just a serial killer but i'm like oh no he's bigger piece of shit than I thought. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I don't think that they, they're going to make a Blu-ray or DVD of it, but if they did, I'd have to say I would buy this just, just to add it to like the collection of different media I got. Cause I love collecting uh, physical media and just filling up my shelves with movies. So I would definitely oh, add dude. this to my collection. We're all about fucking physical media. So yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's all about the collection. You know, you got to fill up those shelves. That's uh, right. All right. So I guess I'll go next. We'll leave Rye for last. But um, as far as this documentary is concerned, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good 8 out of 10 for me. I like the fact that it was, it was, it was from a different point of view. It was from the point of view of the police and the victims. Um, and the and the public and, and and it didn't really glorify the serial killer itself. More, it was more of catching him, which I really liked. I liked the fact that it did change things up because they only barely touched on Richard Ramirez's past and his and the way he was at the 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 fourth part of the documentary. They only gave him about two minutes of time, uh, yeah, which, which is fine. And and I'm with Preston. I didn't know that he was a kid kitty diddler at all. I mean, I know he. I knew he. I knew he had, you know, touched a couple of kids during his crime spree, but I didn't know beforehand he was fucking kidnapping kids and molesting them and dropping them off at fucking bus stops and fucking gas stations. So that was that was a little bit shocking to me. Um, but uh, as far as the rewatchability is concerned, you know, I could watch it again maybe in another five years. Um, I don't need to see it again right away. So the rewatchability is not that high for me. Um, would I own this on physical media? Only if they put it out on VHS. 
That's it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they yeah, put it, you, you didn't say like Halitan, like you know, technically speaking. Yeah, eight out of ten. You did? Yeah. 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 At the beginning. Oh, fuck me then. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I maybe would let my <laughs> wife. Maybe I would let my wife, but not me. Uh, but, um, but again, um, the rewatchability, like I said, every five years, maybe I'll go back and watch a new doc. Like I love the cocaine Cowboys documentary, but I don't want to watch it all the time. I'll watch it every five years, which is something you guys should fucking check out. It's fucking awesome. Cocaine Cowboys. I'm pretty sure I'm related to some of those guys. Yeah. Cocaine Cowboys (laughs) one and two are both really good. It's about you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. But um, again, cowboys, not vodka cowboys. (laughs) But the physical medium, uh, again, like um, I love VHS, man. Throw this fucker on VHS. I don't need to fucking own it on Blu-ray or DVD. But VHS, if they said, yeah, we're gonna put this out on VHS, I buy that shit in two fucking minutes. Blu-ray, fuck that shit. VHS. That's right. (laughs) So there you have it, and I pass it on to Mr. Rye Guy. Sweet. All right, um, to pretty much piggyback off everything you guys said, um, I thought it was uh, phenomenal all around. I mean, I love true crime, and again, I love how it didn't necessarily glorify, uh, you know, his, his crime, so to speak, or what he was doing. Uh, what I really loved about it, again, is that it took place from these gung-ho officers point of view and you know it pretty much started from their childhood and it it almost really made uh ramirez out to be this kind of uh mystique side character yeah i mean no pun intended it made ramirez out to be this entity you know like it it was more about the cops and and what they believed in and how hard they fought and what they chased after 17, 18 hours a fucking day, uh, you know, he's like, we would go to the fucking bar. We would do this. We would do that. Um, and then I would go home to my wife, and it was just as hard, if not harder, for her as it was for me. And by the end of it, he's like, I just want to see my wife. It's all yeah. over. I promise you it's okay. I just want to see my wife. Um, you know, and, and how Gil... He uh, he firmly believed from the very start that it was one guy, and he was trying to tell everybody, but all they fucking thought about him was this young, up-and-coming punk of an officer. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, it's one guy. You know, you need to listen to me. Um, but re- rewatchability, um, I actually watched it twice. Um, I watched it once for the show, and then I watched it once with my uh, my wife. Because uh, she was really interested in it. Was so, she wearing a mask? Uh, no, but she should have been. <laughs> no, but... Well, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, but re- rewatchability is, is pretty high. I mean, I since I'm interested in true crime as much as I am, I feel like I could... I could watch those type of things really any time. It's, I mean, it's it's not really hard for me. You know, I mean, it's it's hard in the sense, okay, what they did is fucking horrible, but it's I'm so fascinated by it that it's it's not hard to watch again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, buy, definitely, definitely a buy. And I think it would be on Blu-ray or DVD because if like the Punisher and Daredevil, which which I actually own, you know, if it and the Mandalorian is on DVD also. So if if those are readily available, then I don't see this not not being the case. Um, I guess overall rating eight to eight point five. I mean, it was really well made. It was uh, definitely not the best documentary or true crime documentary I've seen, but it it was one of the best in the sense that again, it didn't it took place from a a different perspective. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's you know, what I liked about it. Yeah, it got really yeah. personal. Like, uh, there's one part in the documentary if you guys remember. Uh, when Gil is at one of the crime scenes... I don't uh, know, I haven't watched it, so... <laughs> uh, one of the people at the crime scene, like, recognized him uh, as a childhood friend. Like, they lived on the same street when they were children. They called him, like, Gilbert, and he's like, I ain't Gilbert, I'm Gil. And one of the victims was uh, related to this person that he used to live on the same street as... It was just right. really cool that, you know, it felt really personal and, like, it really started hitting really close to home with all the detectives and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it really did. And we didn't talk about it much, but um, the fact that that one little girl that was kidnapped, you know, when she was an older teen or whatever, telling her story. And she's, oh, yeah. She's, she's accounting everything that happened. And she's like, you know, at, she's like, at one point in time, he seemed like he was really sorry for what he was doing, but then in a split second, he was not sorry because he kept fucking doing it. And the fact that she kept saying, tell, trying to tell him, I need to go to the bathroom, and eventually he caught on to that. He's like, no, you don't. But so, I'm still gonna let you do it, though. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm, I'm surprised he even let her go. But... Like I told y'all, dude, I think the fact that he let those uh, children live is the fact that he was like, I don't need to kill him. It would be way more evil and cruel to let them live with this, you know, memory of me just doing what I did with them. Yeah, but what's so terrifying about it is you never knew what he was going to do. I mean, he that that was just one little girl, or one kid that he let go. He, he didn't let everybody go. Yeah, he, he was a he was a he was a real he was a real piece of shit like that. Not like that fucking faggot BTK who named his penis by the time he was ten years old. But oh. worse than that, you, you got that piece of. Worse, even worse, is a uh, piece of sheep. <laughs> oh, sheep. <laughs> piece of sheep that I am. Non-inspired, no, no passion, no, no, no soul, no, no intellect, no soul, no, no dick. I'm, I'm no man. I'm not how, a man. How dare you wear a mask? What do you wear a mask when you drive a car too? <laughs> <laughs> and just for the record, those masks are now live. Nice. Oh, 
beautiful. I might Good. buy it. I am sold, man. <laughs> I already bought one of your shirts. I sport it. It's great. I love it. Sweet. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I love my... Thank uh, you, dude. My, really. My Annalise Michelle hoodie. I, I love it, man. Cool. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's got her image on the back. It's got the quote. And then on the front, you know, it's got the name and everything. I need to get more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, since I think we're done with yeah. the fucking show, uh, I got to rant. I got to run because I got to do my dishes before we start the <laughs> top of 2020 uh, yep. show because we're recording like. <laughs> two shows tonight jesus so. guys you guys are insane all right i gotta go too so uh thank you for having me again and it was a pleasure to uh divergenize shred on a podcast with you guys so it took thank you guys for having me on too i appreciate it it took four no problem, of us yeah. to break him in but we did it <laughs> good shit i still think he's a fag but i mean sorry. oh stop <laughs> <laughs> You guys need oh, to have. Yes. You need to stop, please. <laughs> you need to have Shred back on your fucking shows. He's a fucking maniac, and I love him. Oh, we we will. We oh will. yeah. Shred, tell him about the party I threw at my house where we had the fake Guar Band play. And holy shit, you guys! Oh my god, the fun cops, times. The cops showed up with the helicopter. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, I was playing with my band that I had Death by Chainsaw, and. Uh, we played maybe like five minutes, and then the cops shut us down. It was fucking awesome. This was at my house, outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at the time, I was dating that crazy fucking chick, and she oh. got really drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wanted to go home, and I'm like, we're about to, like, we're going to go up and, like, play our show. And she's like, I want to go home. And so I'm like, have your fucking dad pick you up. I don't give a shit. Next thing I know, someone comes up to me, they're like, is that your girlfriend outside? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, she's sitting in the middle of the street, like crisscross applesauce in the middle of the fucking road. <laughs> yeah, God. in front of my, in front of my fucking house, she's sitting in the middle of the street at night, and I'm having a fucking big old fucking party with all these bands playing. I'm painted up, filming Android Vision, with fucking shred. And he's dressed up like a fucking Ghostbusters. It was great, man. It was so fucking funny, dude. It was Good like times, a it was like a Halloween party before Halloween, and we were filming and, uh, yeah, <laughs> back back before COVID. Oh yeah, and then, and then the cops. Good old up. times. Yeah, before the dark times. That's right. All right, guys, I'm out. Thanks for having me on. I I, I appreciate it, and and hopefully sometime in the near future uh, we'll be able to do something again. So. Hell yeah, yeah brother. All right, I'm heading guys. out to you guys. Uh, have a good one. Thank you for having me on, and uh, you're all sheep. Yes. Man with no fucking dick. All right, take it easy, guys. Yeah. You, you. Hey, man. See you in fucking Disneyland. <laughs> Perfect. Farewell and adieu to you, fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you, ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. <laughs>